0: Polyhedron is a production of Headcanon Games, LLC. Please bookmark Headcanon Games for the latest in Polyhedron news. Polyhedron is sponsored by listeners like yourself. If you would like to become a patron of Polyhedron, please go to patreon.com polyhedron. Now on with your show. Welcome to Polyhedron, your multifaceted podcast for everything RPG-related. I am your host, Matthew, and as always, I have my two co-hosts here, Ryan. Hello. And Scott. Hi there. What's going on, fellas? How are things going?
1: Oh, nothing much. We're still in the middle of Georgia winter. Uh, By that,
0: you mean spring, summer, fall. A balmy spring day every day. (laughs) 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 It's California. We're the new California, everyone. No, no, we're not. Uh, Oh, Well, we wish we were. Well, it's it's one of those... Far fewer avocados. Far
1: fewer avocados. (laughs) <laughs> um, but no, no. It's just it. It's a different season every every few hours. Yep. Um, and that's just playing hell with everything. But anyway, they war- uh, they
2: warned us. All
1: they did time. warn yeah. us. They I mean,
0: us. well, um, before we hop into the news,
1: but um, global warming's a hoax, by the way. All facts. Oh, of it's course, all, it's an all fact. Well,
0: it is climate change after oh, all. Oh
1: yeah, that's right. But that's also a hoax. Chinese did it.
2: Really? Probably the KGB. I don't no, know. I, I know. I no, do no,
1: not that. Not that.
2: Never that? Never that. Okay, sorry.
0: <laughs> Anyways, what have you guys been playing lately? Uh, Hearthstone a lot. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: I actually uh, shotgunned a few games over the weekend. Uh, I played Soma uh, and Firewatch. Mm-hmm. Um, both both are games that Matthew has been telling me I should play for a long time. Firewatch <laughs> sounded like
2: a huge bummer.
1: It really is.
2: Uh, it's I, a very robust story. Though. I know the cliff notes. Bummer.
1: Yeah, it's it's kind of a bummer, um, but it was fun. I enjoyed it because I like being sad through stories. Um, right. I mean,
2: okay, I mean, if that's how you experience that emotion, I, I have plenty of that in my real life.
1: <laughs> uh, but no, Soma, both of those were, I would not say, positive emotional experiences, but they were certainly cathartic emotional experiences. Now,
2: okay, like, I don't know jack and shit about Soma, mm-hmm. um, other than, like, the muscle relaxer <laughs> and, and Aldous Huxley. So... Which one is it closely related to, or is it not related to oh, it at all?
1: Oh, it's not really. From I don't know. Is it um, supposed
2: to be a reference? To yeah, something? I don't
1: think it's supposed to be a reference. No, to well,
0: it. I've got. have What actual soma means? There's actually it's a it's a term, but uh, it. It's, it's very, very existential.
1: Yeah, it's very, it's very existential cyberpunk. Um, uh, the end apocalyptic of, yeah, cyberpunk. apocalyptic cyberpunk uh, uh,
2: okay somewhere all the like bra- brave braver new world but way shittier got it kind it...
1: of yeah I mean there's 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 spoiler territory because some some very inter- well I don't know is... it, 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 you, it, you can figure it out with, like okay so basic structure of soma is you play through this guy's day um, where he's going to the doctor uh, to get like an experimental brain scan done uh, to uh to like fix some brain problems that he has And you get the brain span done, some lights flash, and then you wake up in a robot body 200 years later because they've used your brain scan as a a basis for AI.
2: Oh, so that guy just went about his day, but you're the poor fucker who's
1: 200 years later.
0: Then it goes downhill from there. Then it it goes downhill
1: from there.
2: That is literally one of, like... Continuity of consciousness through mm-hmm. brain scan and whatnot is something that if I think about it for too long, my, like, I start getting a weird, uncomfortable feeling in the back of my head. You <laughs> oh, should yeah,
0: the, really, if you can't play it, you should watch somebody play it. It's yeah, a mindfuck. It is, it it is, is
1: definitely complete. a mindfuck. The ending is also like upsetting. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's very good. Like I said, these are, Wah, both, these are both games that are very upsetting uh, and very fun for, for, uh, for the people who f- enjoy being upset.
0: Firewatch <laughs> upsets you from the get-go. Yeah. It starts out upsetting, but I love it because if you, and this is probably helps a little bit more if you are a younger gamer, Firewatch is a game, and I'm giant quotation marks right now. If you play it at the very beginning, you can start seeing what it's like to be a, a, an adult in an, an adult situation and dealing with adult decisions. Yeah, it's and, very much adult and the game. Being a, a young a, an adult now, oh my god. Yeah. I mean, I mean it's,
2: the, it's the, you're on your own, kiddo. Yeah, yeah, it's, it,
0: it, it, it harkened back and was, it's extremely mature and you should treat it as mature if you play it, but it's a very rewarding experience if you play it with respect. And it's really cool. It's a fun adventure that, that has a lot of cool, weird secrets involved.
1: Yeah, I, I ran through a playthrough. I probably am going to do the whole wandering mode so I can get, like, all the secrets and stuff. Yeah,
0: there's a lot of, like, pathways and stuff like that. Yeah, but it's, it, it's a
1: very good, like, uh, our friend Abby uh, described to me, uh, turning this into back into role-playing yep she, she said that if you if you want a game that shows you the experience of being like a survivalist in game yep like the type like the character the type of character that goes out in the woods and finds all the secret that plot staff has, fa- has yep. hidden out there it's a very good that experience simulator yep. um which it was an interesting thing and but anyway it was very good um Matthew and I have a disagreement on whether or not it's a role-playing game or not.
2: Are it's, there monsters in it? There are
1: not. S- Soma is not I
0: don't con- Soma is not an RPG. So, Soma
1: is not an RPG. Firewatch is I don't think Firewatch is an it's RPG. It's very
0: okay. I will say it's it is, but it's it I it's right on
1: that line for me. It's I mean, if to use the to use Japanese terminology, it's a light novel. Yeah. Um for for lack of a better term. Uh because it, it's it's a it's a very set story that has some premutations to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's not, it's very, it's a very linear story and it doesn't really, there's no, it doesn't have a lot of RPG elements other than Um, um, some choices change small things.
2: I'm okay with that. I mean, I'm okay with taking the ride on someone's ride if that's what they were intending to, like... Unlike tabletop role-playing games, I'm okay if you're here to tell me a story. If it's a video game, like books and video games are kind of like, that's what I, I think of them. Yeah, books, movies, uh, video Lord.
0: games, movies, television, I mean, nice preset stuff. Which now, is
2: why I, I like for tabletop to be a little bit more open and free-form, because I, I like my decisions to
1: matter. If you want to play a game that tells you a story, uh, and you're interested in gaming, uh, there's a game called The Beginner's Guide. Robo. Uh, yeah, uh, that game, that is, I, I don't even call that a game because that is, that is, that's an experience. Yeah, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a story told through the medium of games, uh, but there's really no game elements to it. Yes. Other than the fact that you're playing something that you downloaded from Steam. Yeah, um, and it has
0: tropes in there that are game, yeah, of games, but, but it's telling you a specific type of story with the idea of game development as the sort of the narrative.
1: Move forward movement yeah. if you can get i've i've seen some youtube videos analyze that game from like gaming gaming game dev game, dev, game review like multiple angles and it can get really fucking meta mm-hmm. like some of these guys like like you can hear their their gears turning in their head as they're reviewing the game like what does this say about me and what i do in relationship to game mm-hmm. so no, if you want to if you really want to have an experience where you have to think real hard about yourself as a gamer and your relationship to game developers and all that stuff. The beginner's guide.
2: Oh man. Now. Yeah. I... No, thank you. No, this is not a nice story either. It's not this a nice is a story. Dark story. It's, it's a
1: very dark story. It's, these sort of games are not for everybody. Yeah. yeah. Uh, sometimes sometime... I
2: just like nice stories. There, are
1: there sometimes food. You know what I, I I wonder if there's a this style of game that tells a nice story. I don't I don't think there has been one yet. This is well, a nice listen, pleasant story.
2: Dark, dark existential nonsense usually doesn't be doesn't you know come with puppies and kitties. The and
0: only one that was sort of like that is Undertale, because it's somewhat positive but very very dark at the sad, same time. It's it's, 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 it's actually more sad than dark, but Mel- melancholy would be the word. Melancholy.
1: Yes. Yes uh oh there's also that dragon cancer uh which is not i refuse not nope, happy at all nope
0: nope i'm nope i'm i have i i, I was like that dragon cancer is like no this will make me cry and i'm just
2: not gonna go over here and I, you enough. know i already i've already cried enough since trump was elected president i really <laughs> i don't i don't need any more i don't but need any anyway. media to make me cry like that oh you mean you mean orange thunder right oh orange good old thunder. orange thunder The you know
1: <laughs> anyway so those are the games i've been playing uh matthew what um, else? do you have any news
0: what games I've played I have news but I was also thinking about the games I played um, I wrote an entire fan supplement in two weeks he really did it's actually very well laid out it's, I,
1: I, I. this is the first I've heard of this it's very, I'll show
0: you I'll show you afterwards it's, Um, it's quite you've learned a program there's a program uh, it's an open source program called Scribus it's a layout program you can basically make any text look like an actual RPG book, if you have the
1: right art. made himself a little splat. Oh, boy. Yeah, it's really cool.
0: I learned it. It was a lot of fun. It you was should very...
1: post it on the Polyhedron website. I
0: will. I'll share a link. I've already shared it on uh, Reddit, uh, on one of the subreddits that I mean, I'm a part of. And... It's for a
2: game that basically very, very few people play. And Super niche. I will say, though, that, I mean, I guess if you come to us through Matthew's Discord server from Play... But you know, from this particular game, uh, Black Black Crusade. Yeah, it's right? Black Crusade. It's for Broccoli yeah. Trade. Yeah, I, I mean, if you come to us through that, I mean, hey, I suppose you, enjoy I, this little, enjoy this little supplement. Yeah,
0: they already they already have it. They already have access to it, and they've they I've gotten nothing but really good reviews, except for some errors in, you know grammar and spelling. But that was well, awesome. that, I, that's that's you. you, Matthew. I know. I've been trying to do very good. I've been well, I've learned a lot. But that's basically what I've been doing. But also, I haven't been gaming, because actually most of my games have been getting canceled on a regular basis. Yay, adulthood.
1: Oh, boy. Yeah.
0: So, um, Ryan, you you hearts on anything else? And I'll go oh, into news.
2: I mean, I've I do, i mean, I've played a little bit of tabletop. Anyway. You got some Wu Lin. You told I, got, me about some... I got to play Wu Lin yesterday, which is something I don't get to do very often. But I do like my kung fu. I, yep. love, kung, I love being kung fu man.
0: Yep. Um, so, we'll just dive right into the news. We only have one big piece. Um, something really interesting trust. The interwebs is uh, there's a new thing called PAX Unplugged. It's going to be in Philadelphia in November and it is kind of like all the other packs, but it's hyper focused towards just tabletop RPGs. Um, it's it's taking sort of the style of where Gen Con was, mm-hmm. but they're just making
2: it just about one subject. I, I kinda li- oh, man, I kinda like that, honestly. Yeah. Like I went to PAX I went to actual PAX in I think two thousand and nine.
1: Mm -hmm. maybe i'm so jealous i really want to go to a pack it's
2: different like if you're expecting the atmosphere of say dragon con you will be sorely disappointed no it's much gamer focused it is not a party atmosphere it Mm. is it is a people standing in line to try games to try new games and people giving you like swag interesting that is that is packs like i did not have the party 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 experience like yeah. I wasn't like drunk for three days, or <laughs> on on other illicit substances, don't do drugs, that uh, for three days. Uh, but yeah, like I was felt kind of like a weirdo because I was drinking, like I was <laughs> drinking, and I was weird for that. Interesting. Like, yeah, Dra-
1: was... Dragon Con, I, I've come to to realize that Dragon Con is a special snowflake, as
0: it were. Uh, it's a f- it's because it's a f- it's still even for as big it is, it's a fan con. I it's know. still a fan con for having seventy thousand flipping people.
1: Yeah, it's not a it's not like a tool of the industries. It's for us. Yeah, and, and...
0: by us for us and all its and all its myriad uh, delights, oh my and goodness. that
1: is why I like it.
2: Yeah, and but yeah, like if you go to PAX, it's like go to EA's booth. Go to you know, mm-hmm. go yeah. to I mean, high reses yeah. booth. Go to that, and that's I, what they're that's, that's and that's a... what
0: they were talking about for Gen Con because Gen Con is a very in, industry based
1: convention. Mm-hmm. And I never I've never gone to Gen Con. I did go to Orig- Origins once, which is was very much a, a gamer convention. Like there were there were a ga- games all over the damn place. Um, but no packs unplugged. That's cool. That ah. I
2: mean honestly, like if they do it next year when I'm like not. Drowning in student loan debt, I will probably do that actually because yep. that sounds like something both me and Murphy would like. Yeah, also we haven't taken a vacation in a while.
0: It's actually very important. I'm I'm starting to see that as an adult going, you know, what you have to take time out of your Dude, fucking schedule.
2: Um, I, we're about to get real grown up here for a second, motherfuckers. Uh, <laughs> I have considered just like taking the weekend and going up to Chattanooga. I swear mm-hmm. to God, I'm just just get the hell out of this city
1: for a little. It's while. It, sometimes you got to do it. Uh, but anyway, yeah, no, that's interesting. I, I I've been always wanted to go to a Pax. So I, everything I've read about them and seen about them, just an interesting atmosphere of like games for gamers and and gathering for gamers. It just sounds really the thing cool. I
2: remember the most about Pax is actually one playing playing the Old Republic before it was released, oh. and two the eight foot tall statue of Drissteward with his panther. <laughs> like, <laughs> two touchstones. <laughs>
1: Oh man, I've been thinking about getting back into the old Republic. Uh, just because, the actual the MMO. Yeah, the MMO, because uh, it's free to play and. Um, There's uh, a new
0: expansion that just
2: came out, I believe. Uh, I'd
1: probably have to buy the expansion.
2: I'm good enough at World of Warcraft where it's free to play for me.
1: <laughs> oh, we were talking about that, but yeah, no, because uh, I really, I really liked my first playthrough of it, and I think it's mm. been, been long enough that I can, I can start another playthrough. With fresh eyes, yeah. Yeah, fresh and they eyes. probably changed some things by this point. Probably. Uh, I played the Sith Inquisitor, which was if you just want to be an evil bastard that shoots force lightning. I uh, played the Sith Guardian. That
0: was, uh, Sith Guardian, uh, Reaver. I can't remember their Marauder. That. Marauders. Marauders. Marauders They're interesting.
1: Marauder. Uh, I want to try the uh, the uh, incidentally
2: the... best class in the tabletop game. By the way, I
0: uh, probably
1: wouldn't doubt it. The uh, Sith uh, Inquisitor, not the Inquisitor, no, not the Inquisitor. The Imperial Agent. That's what I'm ah. play. Uh because our friend Ari was telling me about that. Like basically that storyline is you're like you're James Bond. Um, and that sounds really cool.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. And you're evil, like James fun so that's well, well, good. Well, that's the
1: thing about the, about the, the Old Republic is you can play dark side, light side, either way. Like, right. you can, you I mean, can be a, you on. can be, you can, well, it, it kind of, kind of rubbed its face in the, uh, in the, in the, uh. The tropes of Star Wars a little bit that you can make dark side light side sources whether you're a Jedi or a Sith, mm-hmm. um, but you can very i I played it evil to the hilt mm-hmm. uh, because I wanted to, uh, but you could play a lightsider Sith. Uh, and make, like, very positive, pragmatic decisions that, like, help the good of the Empire, rather than serving your own, like, various and, and evil things.
0: Sith is a culture. It's not yeah. just a Jedi Force tradition. It's a culture that has its own nuances mm-hmm. inside it. And you can, like, embrace those nuances mm-hmm. full tilt, if you want, which is what they want you yes. to do. And
1: similarly, you can play a Jedi who makes all the dark side decisions um, and... I guess you... I don't know if you fall to the dark side, but you do some shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, that's neither here nor there. I'm, so I've been thinking about it. Uh, I've, yeah, we'll see.
2: I mean, it's probably better than SWG.
1: Yeah, probably. Mm. It, it, it most certainly is. Mm. Um, I mean,
2: it's Bioware after all. Yeah,
1: I mean, you're
0: gonna, it has the touch of Bioware. Yeah,
1: I mean, it was playing through the... Pl- doing a complete playthrough of, the, of, the, of the, the initial campaign was like playing an Old Republic game, like mm-hmm. a console game. Mm-hmm. Um, but... No, but speaking of conventions there was something that I, I wanted to mention uh, regarding Dragon con and larps and whatnot is that the the larp bids have gone out so Yay. Uh, the game larp game that uh Matthew and I uh, run uh, Simulacra, has put our bid in uh, so hopefully we'll we'll hear back about that soon and I believe mm-hmm. uh, garden of destinies and ATE is actually
0: eh. they don't do dragon con. No, I don't think they're doing dragon all, con
1: all, I mean I, I
2: all the all the all the games that we have mentioned previously and the two that are starting up now will likely be at Oh yeah. With the exception of AT will likely be at Dragon
1: Con. Yeah. yeah. So if you're local or if you're coming to Dragon Con, we encourage you to come by our tables and give our give give, yep. give all these games. The LARP, a shot. the
2: LARP tables will be in the in the Americas Mart near the board games, unless well, they're, they're
1: not, because who knows? It, um,
2: like apparently it'll be the same setup. Uh, we'll be the really it was really good. We're gonna be the really eager ones trying to talk to you about our dudes, and <laughs> we'll probably, and, and I'll be drunk. So <laughs> <laughs> one ahead or talk to me about your character. But anyway, <laughs> yes,
1: there it is. But we should probably move into all right. We all talked right. about
2: tabletop conventions. And now we talk about tabletop
1: monster. All right. Well, tabletop and uh, just in general. Yeah. Encounters, Encounters, monsters. Encounters, monsters. Yeah, that's stuff. our
0: main topic for this evening. We're going to talk about it, monster design, but as an extension of that, encounter design. We've already mentioned it previously in a few episodes. Like when Dylan was here talking about LARP stuff, I think Antagonist, we talked a little bit about it as well. Um, but we're going to go in a little more in depth this time, have a more robust conversation concerning... How to put monsters, a.k.a. challenges, in front of your PCs so they are feel interesting, mm-hmm. or at least gets the effect of your story across, whatever that effect may be. Okay, lightning run orcs, yes or no, Matt? Sure. Why not?
1: Okay.
2: I don't know. i was just fucking
1: around. <laughs> I don't know. We're getting injected I'm, some I'm excitement. Not, I'm not down with orcs. There, this whole idea of like a like this, uh, this racial group that everyone is okay to kill because <laughs> they look different.
2: I do, in fact. I've uh, here's a fun fact. As I've gotten older, that whole thing has kind of melted away from me because I've gotten actually more empathic as I've gotten older. <laughs> so the idea of just like offing a group of group of dudes because. It essentially because of the color. again, like, you really got to sell me that these orcs are assholes <laughs> yeah. before I, like, uh, uh, before I, like, try to kill them. I'll probably just try to talk them out of yeah. being assholes. And first. that's the funny
0: thing. In actual, in, like, fantasy tropes and like, D&D, there's actual racism because they're actually different races. They're a different species.
1: Yeah. Yeah, they are. Uh, and the whole alignment system, that makes it Cleaning. Man, that's gone back and forth
2: with D&D a uh, D and lot. I know we're getting off topic D- already. D and D s- oh. D-D scrapped the shit out of the Lee alignment system. Yeah, for the most did. Part. I mean, I think they're still there, but they are. It's not as heavy-handed tricks. as it used to be. It Used to be super heavy-handed. Like you need it's to be like, this. Why don't you let my fucking role play inform it's, what kind of dude I am? You real? Do we really need? You know? Do I need a grid system? Yeah, do I need a do I need a permission roll chart? You know? <laughs> yeah. Like you may slaughter this
1: man. <laughs> evil checkmark. Oh, but
2: also like the ambiguity of I'm a lawful good paladin. You could still do
0: evil as fuck things. Oh, for sure.
1: But anyway, yeah, that's so, not
0: encounter design. Yeah, that's
1: not encounter design. That's not monster design. So I mean, uh, like with a lot of things, you really have to start by looking at your party, looking at your players. Mm-hmm. Uh, what type of characters do you have? What are their abilities? Uh, what general level of power and capability are they Are they rocking? Um, Is
2: everyone in the, your party a min-maxer, or do half of them not give a shit? That's right, yeah. Because that true. actually really, really, really matters. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. As your wife found out, Matt. When, th- <laughs> when three people at, people at the table are min-maxers and the others don't give a hot shit about mechanics, it really changes how combat goes. Yes. Yep. Uh...
0: She, she's realizing that, and she's still very adamant to make sure she presents a challenge to all of us. No matter what the cost.
1: Well, Linda's a peach. Yes. Um, but anyway, um, yeah. No. So you really have to kind of take take that into account. Like, are they all max statted combat wizards uh, that you know can can art their way through?
2: It's true. Like one of my one of my first attempts at GMing, is just like, oh, well, I'm I'm gonna. I mean, okay, we'll do a lot of them. We're gonna they're gonna find a lot of small things because that's cool. They'll feel cool. And one of my dickhead players was like, "Papa, everyone's dead. Fireball, motherfucker! Ha ha ha! I win. Like, do you win? Do you? Do, do did, any did, of us did, actually
0: win? Uh, you won, but I don't think we won. won. <laughs> I don't think there's any we here.
2: <laughs> Notice how your all your party members in real life are looking at you like you've just kind of I don't know stole their thunder a little bit. <laughs> yep, maybe, maybe. Yeah, and, b- cool it. Like we said before. Look at the character sheets.
0: That's the kind of story that you're the, the partially that the player wants to tell. Mm-hmm. What are they? Are they a wizard? Okay, they want to do magicy things. Maybe they want to do a lot of AOE stuff, or they want to do a lot of knowledge based stuff. Those types of things will tell you what you, how you can flavor an encounter well, and a, an enemy.
2: The most one of the most important questions you have to ask yourself, and this is a this is a ideological question. Do you scale mm. yeah. in D you have to because the system is built around it. Mm-hmm. Because uh, unless you're like a role play heavy game, where I, I mean, I've been in D games where like, no, I'm sorry, there's no, just because you're level nine doesn't mean all the th- dudes in this city are level nine now. So if, if you, you decide go,
1: if you start a fight with let with the level twenty dude, or if you start, or if more or importantly,
2: if, if you start a fight with a level two dude and your level 9 le- dude, or if five level two dudes and their level five leader attack you, mm-hmm. like. That's how the chips fall, and that will likely lead to them thinking you're a badass, but is it really fair at that point to them? Well, Mm -hmm.
0: it's all about what are you trying to get across with the encounter. If you're doing a weak encounter, you're obviously, partially you get across is either showcasing how powerful the PCs are... Or you're showcasing out. Maybe there's more to the encounter than just combat, and maybe there's
2: a social or uh-huh. mental aspect. Maybe to it. if you murdered all these guys, there will be repercussions <laughs> for it, perhaps. Or maybe if you spare their lives, they might see fit to do you a favor later. Indeed.
1: Or you know, or that that too might butt you in the ass. Um, but. I mean, it really also depends a lot on the game you're playing. I mean, mm-hmm. a game like D&D, this, the, a lot of those issues kind of take care of themselves, because as Ryan mentioned, it's built to scale, and you've got, you know, books full of monsters that are... Uh, entire ra- entire chapters that are, are at, guiding you through that process. have become less
2: enchanted with it as 15 years hence, I suppose. Whereas
1: uh, in games uh, less... Let's, let's take a game that's uh, similar in, in sort of fantasy combat nets exalted not so much oh jesus Uh, trying to scale
0: trying to uh, even come into an encounter from an exalted perspective says someone who's done that for seven mm -hmm. flipping years it's not easy at all because you have the stats and the stats of the stats but there's no gauge to tell you like a challenge rating going this will be a good challenge or a bad challenge for people of this level of xp you kind of have to feel it out and read
2: everything. Well, one of Exalted's greatest sins is the amount of bookkeeping that both people have to take care of. Amen. The the GM has to know way more about you than is necessary.
1: Yeah, Uh, because the bag of tricks that you can pull off is fucking stupid.
2: I had to literally, when it got to the later
0: stages of the game, because Scott was a sower and I had my really souped up dragon blooded, I had to read everything all the time. Eventually, for Exalted, it gets to the point that you don't want to actually write things down and you're like go everything by the it's not, by the by the stats and the mechanics. Yeah, it's how, how you win. win. Yeah, it's yeah. like okay, what is the consequence that flows
2: naturally from this? I, I spent seventeen votes in a willpower. I win. That's yeah. really how that one of those fights went. I think it's like no, I move your army over here because I'm gotta war fuck you and that's
0: why i think it's important from no matter what if you've got a really easy scaling system or not you need to look at what are you trying to get across with the encounter are you just here to have a crunchy good time of killing a whole bunch of goblins and orcs and get some loot out of it fine that's a great that's a great time it makes the PCs so powerful it
1: it, you got to really think about the things you have to think about are you know like i said your, your your players what they can do um, where they are in in the game and the sort of the narrative structure mm-hmm. of the thing.
2: Well, it, it still has to make sense, right? Like, it, it, just because
0: uh, <laughs> you can't have a, a, a elder red dragon in a five x five room.
2: Well, yeah. Well, more more along the lines, of it's like it's it's kind of shit. It's kind of a shithead thing to do. It's like, oh, I see you have specialized in a certain energy type. Well, guess what we're dealing with now. Monsters well, don't really resist that energy type. Yeah. That's that's. Uh, uh, and that's useful like once or twice to be like oh no but you know, like, or
0: like the bad guy's like i know your tricks i'm going to send a monster after right. you that is specifically geared towards taking you out mm-hmm. but maybe he's not geared to taking the rest of the pcs going, out and
2: that's back to the smart antagonist thing yeah. like yep. how smart is your how well, smart uh, is your antagonist also
1: uh, going back to our uh, hero's journey stuff where are they in that like if you're if you're playing with that sort of thing like there's there's certain types of encounters that you know, happen in, in a certain sequence in the hero's journey. You know, you got your threshold guardians, you got your uh, shadow do, shadow minions. And... Do you
0: want to beat your PCs into submission? Is that a part of the story you want to tell? Do you want
2: them to feel like I they mean, need to run away? Personally, in Wu Lin, I've near like one of the most important things I've ever done as my character to achieve enlightenment included not only me killing a man, which is something that in Wu Lin you don't generally do. You don't generally kill people in Jia uh, and also taking grievous wounds that stuck with me for, like, like a shattered rib cage and a, and a shattered leg, which were not necessarily easy to get rid of in terms of permanent penalties that I had to carry with me for, like, five sessions. Yeah. But, like, yeah, occasionally you need to get your fucking ass kicked. and mm-hmm. that's,
0: And that's part of the character's story. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can have a very simple story. But this is part of story encounter design is simple story. You're you're saving a village from orcs and goblins, and that's all fine and dandy. But are there consequences of that? Are what what was that encounter supposed to entail? Are the uh, goblins and orcs now their family's going to go starve because mm-hmm. well, you killed them?
2: <laughs> uh,
1: now, why,
2: why are they raiding? Yeah,
1: uh, now ask the question. Another flip side of this is that this question is answered in similar but also very different ways. Uh, depending on whether you're talking about a tabletop or a larp that's oh, true um, yeah um, wow uh-huh. uh, uh, specifically what I'm thinking about is I'm thinking back to some of my salon larp running days mm-hmm. um, when sort of the here here's the here's the cold hard truth about salon larp especially like white wolf style salon larp Combat takes for fucking ever. Mm-hmm. It,
2: yeah, it, I was about to like combat blows dick. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's really terrible. Well, I
1: wouldn't say it, it blows dick, but it has to be managed very thing. and and one of the sort of the uh, the the tropiest solutions to this problem um, that that gets bandied about. It's called the eleven o'clock monster, mm. um, where you know you've got a whole evening of salon LARP style politicking and role playing, and and then. Round about 11 o'clock, you Mother, throw, the, you, motherfucker, the shows. motherfucker shows up. And it's generally just one motherfucker mm. uh, because oh it, if you, if you, because, I mean, the, speaking from experience, it is much, much easier to stat out one big motherfucker whom everyone has to deal with, maybe two or three minions that yep. come with them, than to stat out like a the, horde of Sabat.
2: The the idea of like, yeah, like what you mm. said, it's like, guess what? Sabat pack in Elysium time for blood bitches there's 5 of them. Oh man, man. there's 5 of it's, them. It's it's like the idea of, well that's a that's actually more of
0: a resource management issue mm-hmm. than like an it, it's partially into encounter design because yeah. they're like I got my I'm the ST and I got maybe one, maybe two if I'm really lucky assistants who can run all that extra stuff in a boffer larp. Oh my you, God, have so you have volunteers. That's true. volunteers. You have yeah. you have players who are doing their monster well, shift the concept and of they can
2: waves is something that yeah, you, that's, that's true. in, in Actually like in terms of I, I I don't actually see that done in tabletop too terribly often, the concept of maybe waves upon waves. Mm-hmm. Like they really generally rent. the dudes are the dudes. There, there's just a bunch of them, like, oh well if there's thirty, there's fucking thirty of them. But like I have seen like little trickles, but I've never done the LARP style like ten dudes, ten, ten dudes, ten dudes. Well,
1: I mean I mean in the LARPs that we play you, you get your powers back by resting or by doing right. things. So the idea of fight a little bit the monsters stop for a little bit, and it can get well, you. Well, also, some of it's a,
0: it's also a physical thing. I mean, yeah. when you're in a buffer larp situation, you are physically acting. You have the, the, your monsters are not actually new creatures. There's a there's an actual exhaustion factor involved.
1: Oh, but also in another another aspect, and this is true in larp, uh, both parlor parlor and um, uh, buffer. Uh, is an aspect of the monster design is how the monster looks, mm-hmm. uh, because in tabletop that's real easy because you just describe some spoopiness, maybe maybe show a picture. Yeah, it's right? like it's um, in mind's eye. That's but, mind's eye stuff. Uh, I'm thinking of a specific instance back in the vampire game that that uh, that Matthew and I ran. Um, there was a uh, for he was he was a, he was a bad guy. He was an infernalist guy mm-hmm. that, that I played, um, and I literally like came in in like tattered clothes like blood pouring down blood I covered all over me that. I don't know if you're here for that one it but, may have not been no. but I was like like I had to clean up my house because I, I we, we ran this in my house but it was worth it uh, because I was like covered in fake blood and I had a I had like a kick-ass latex boffer sword mm-hmm. uh, that I didn't use but it was just there yeah, as a prop uh, as, as a prop and like I came in as the 11 o'clock monster like down my stairs into the Elysium and that kind of that look, like that, sh- that shocked the players, and that made them really, really consider what consider the situation like, was. Like, oh, th- I see a motherfucker has entered. Well, uh, it was also and also, w- and you can also pull that trick in and buffer larp. Oh mm-hmm. my
2: goodness, yeah. The, just recently at Forest of Doors, they had uh, they introduced like they finally put on screen some thing, some creatures from a place called the Complex and the Eyes from a place called the Complex that they've been hinting at existing, and like everything we know about these guys is just like you don't don't fight them. It's really, they're there for a reason and if you could, you talk to them but probably don't fight them. And they walked up like shoulder to shoulder in hazmat suits with LED glowing red mask and breathers on just white from head to toe. And it was really intimidating and I had to talk to them for 30 straight minutes while a fight raged around me to keep them from getting involved in the fight. And boy oh boy did I earn my brownie points that day. (laughs)
0: It's it, but, it the look and feel. Now I want to actually point out something between those two examples. Um, in Boffer, combat is expected; it is is a part of the experience. Salon combat is an exception. Not. Yep, it's yep. an exception of the rule. Therefore, the encounter shifts drastically. When you come down bloody and and ready to kick ass, the PCs, being mortal vampires who really like their immortality, right? Mm-hmm. In some respects, vampires are more cagey about their lives than normal humans are. Oh,
1: they tried very hard to get me to leave. Yeah, and they, the, it, they were, it, they, were ve- they were very polite and very. Uh, uh, but but I was a crazy motherfucker, and I was gonna I was gonna kick them. I'm nuts. here. I'm here. To- it hurts you And
0: violence is a thing Demon fire Yum 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 Yeah, yeah. And so look at those two, two ways Because the nature of the game That you're playing right. And the experience That your players are expecting um, Salon is going to be More reserved You got one guy Maybe you got a couple guys But combat's A little infrequent
2: Because but As a juxtaposition We do have the nine the 930 monster <laughs> at, at, in, in LARPing There is always a monster At, at 930 Oh it's been a couple
0: hours After feast I've had time to rest And digest
2: it's, It is 8pm It's time it's, a, t- a monster oh, 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 shall be arriving actually,
0: yeah. <laughs> Oh it's 8pm Um, Let's get my stuff on And get ready Because you know what I'm waiting I'm just waiting I'm waiting
1: now, I'm, when, they, when uh, they I'm, subver- I'm, I'm carved carb- and proteined up Yeah yeah I'm yeah. hydrated I'm best,
2: ready for the night's activities They will subvert your expectations From time to time And make you wait a little bit And push everything later And like throw in some Or throw stuff. different encounters in Or before. some frilly stuff But that's the fun Of subverted expectations But ex- yes Combat is the expectation There is usually going to be if you haven't fought five times today on Saturday, it's been a really weirdly light game. Yeah,
0: or, or a very different feel for the game that you're mm-hmm. probably playing. Not a bad thing. Like,
2: no. we've had, we've had oh, many LARP experience where it was like, no, we're just, we actually talked our way out of two field battles or mm-hmm. something, which some people, like, for those of you who don't know Boffer LARPers, like the grognardiest mm-hmm. ones, they froth at the fucking mouth when you do that. Oh, they yeah. Do la-
1: they always want to fight. Oh they always want to But I, I, fo- I Again fo-
0: that's the expectation They're coming in With the expectation I want However, to However
2: in a salon Lerbe setting If you're goading The encounter Into a combat situation <laughs> You may get got By your own people <laughs> like, like Shut like, up We didn't dude,
0: want to shut, do this Dude shut up But he's like I put all my points In the brawl and these other combat stuff. This is what I'm here. You guys get to talk and do all your cool powers. This is what I mean. This is what I'm
1: built for. This is why no one likes you, Chad. <laughs> oh, you know what? Oh, Chad hey, but hey, when those
0: gargoyles come down from those towers, you're gonna say, "Hey, Chad, save my life, please. Whatever you want, it's yours." <laughs> True
1: enough.
2: <laughs> and, and, and but like pushing it back to tabletop, we can kind of do column. That the thing is, because of tabletop flexibility in this, you can have column A, column B, right? Oh, yes, yeah. absolutely. Like. You can have the social encounter. There's, no, there's not necessarily an expectation of combat, depending what tabletop game mm-hmm. you're playing. Like, I've been playing in a Mage of the Awakening game. I think we've got five sessions, and we have come to not blows because we dismantled the situation so fast and so aggressively, like, with, with magic, that it was just like, this wasn't actually a fight. The dude just went to stare at a wall and handed, one handed me his gun because magic. But, <laughs> like, yeah, fuck him. But, like, yeah, or you can have D&D where it's, like, we haven't fought anything in three sessions. This is absolute nonsense. So it's really the game you're playing, right? Yeah. But, but I've gone, I've had D&D games where we didn't fight that particular session and it was okay. Like, that's fine. Listen, I know literally every number on this sheet somehow says I beat things up. <laughs> but sometimes it's okay because there's, like, three social skills Well, and uh, actually, fine. good,
0: Actually, good thing you brought up that. It just sparked something in my mind. The game you are playing. Look at the character sheet and how it's like laid out. What's important? D D has a tradition of having a lot of physical things. Physical things are important. Therefore, the game, the bigger part
2: of the expectation of the game is physical and, things. And you know what? The one thing that you can that it lacks entirely that tells you about the game. It lacks social combat In, of oh, any yeah. real complexity. There's no mechanical social combat. Whereas basically every other game out it's there, it's fiat. It's, it's basically, like, well, your bluff's higher than this number, so good enough for me. Yeah. Like, whereas, like, say, you know, game like Never After that I've mentioned before, like, social combat is, like, you can drop a motherfucker with, like, mm-hmm. by arguing with them or, you know, lying to them. You mm-hmm. can, like, stress them out so badly that they go catatonic mm-hmm. or just, like, are yeah. into submission. Or an Exalted, you can... Break someone's will with your yeah, words. Yeah, and
0: you can change their mentality and and actually purpose in life if you want if to. You really with like enough a, work and effort, if, you can make that happen. If
1: you want to go ham, yeah, man. Um,
0: and then just in like and then like White Wolf Games. Now they've done that a little bit more later on down the road, but they had physical things, but they had a little more social things, like social powers. Oh, yeah. Powers to go, hey, you're going to do this thing for me, right? Mm -hmm. Because I I remember being, and this is more of a game design thing, it's slightly, it's tangentially related, is the the idea of, like, what do you do with mind control? It's like, that takes, like, protagonism away from the PC, but it's a very important, like, potentially setting and, like, narrative.
1: Yeah, I mean, Dominate, man, and Vampire, it's it's a whole thing.
2: I I mean, D&D has it, too. Crazy... Weirdly enough, like, Warlock is kind of weak sauce until you get to, like, level 14. And then I think your level 14 powers you get, like, another PC, basically. Like, <laughs> you just get a guy who's your thrall. And hey, who's yeah, your, yeah, hey, come over here and do a thing for me. Immediately making that path the best path because you get a whole other dude who's just your willing servant. And,
0: and that's actually in Black Crusade 2. There's a way of getting other dudes, like, like loyal other dudes who will do stuff for Fantasy you. Fantasy
2: Flight uh, Star Wars has something very similar mm, to that. Cool. Most games other than Dungeons and Dragons have an actual social mechanic, is what we're trying to say.
0: Yeah, and, but, and D&D used to have a minion mechanic in 3.0 from like yeah, you get leadership. It was, yeah. but yeah, it was, but, but.
1: Take, taking things into a more theoretical direction, yep. um, like you know, I think we've mentioned this before the idea of like how do you scale encounters? Mm-hmm. Uh, like, how do you scale them to the party? Um, that's a lot, a lot, that's a lot easier question to answer in tabletop than it is in LARP. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, Because in well, tabletop, you've got like six dudes, well, and you, Ryan, you know, Ryan's you don't know who's going to be in part yeah. of the encounter.
2: There was that one time Ryan's ankle was broken, and fighting didn't go as well, because I'm a good, I was a combat guy. Yeah, exactly. So, but But
1: in LARP, oh, that's a chaotic system. And also, you don't know who's going to show up.
0: Yeah.
2: It's like, oh, I'm, um, um, hey, we know we
0: got some big fighty guys, so let's do a big fighty encounter, and one of them... Like had to leave early. One of, them one of them's not cramp. feeling. Yeah, one's not yeah. feeling well, or one of them's just like I'm. I he, there's another encounter that happened to go a little long, and he's off doing that,
2: or he's just sick of your shit. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't feel like doing this today, <laughs> which is a weird thing to do. But why do I always happens.
0: have to save you people?
2: Or and, and it <laughs> does happen from time to time. Yeah, you know. Uh, but what it, more, uh, what I was trying to get to is that sometimes like scaling a social encounter might. Oh, yeah, I would actually think that sometimes scaling a social encounter might actually be an easier, you know, an easier thing to do because you oh, have, yeah. like, a certain set of... My NPC has these things that he gives a shit about, mm-hmm. and if they say these words at these times and this oh, way... Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's actually an, a, a thing. Now, that's harder in D&D because it's really hard to talk your way, like, mechanically talk your way out of... Yeah, there's nothing. It's,
0: it's up to the... It's up to the Fiat of the GM. It's whatever they feel is
2: appropriate in like the situation. Every other game has a way to be like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, buddy!" You know, we're, we can be friends. Uh,
0: that's actually, I think, that's a very modern convention. That's a much Absolutely. more modern. It's 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 spiraling up the development chain of oh, gaming wait. is going. Hey, we should have things that are more robust systems than just beat up a dude in the face.
1: Um, yeah, and speaking of modern uh, modern uh, ideas and whatnot, there's one. Uh, idea that uh, is a very experimental one and uh, once again this is hashtag Wick, Wickdick. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an idea called the Dirty Dungeon that he has had and he has a YouTube video about this so if you want to h- look up John Wick Dirty Dungeon. I'll put
0: a link in the show yeah, notes. Yes,
1: absolutely. Uh, it is a very very novel experimental method. The basics of it is that um, you basically when you sort of crowdsource your encounter design mm-hmm. and your monster design a little bit uh, and you basically run the players through this scenario where they're they're uh, like they're doing some they're basically doing some reconnaissance and research. They're, on yeah, the they're dungeon. doing yeah they're doing and, like and
0: like lore. They're going through books of lore and tomes. They're talking they're talking to people.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, and um, you know, gathering maps and stuff. And this is not them like interacting with NPCs who give who who then get the information from the GM. This is them coming up with that information themselves yeah it's like, a very
0: it's a meta conversation yeah
1: exactly like um, they it, they draw a map they describe a monster they describe a trap they, they basically like through this sort of collaborative meta discussion slash role-playing session they build the dungeon for you um and they I think the way he described it is like every every so often, whenever they, they contribute something of, like, worth and value, they get to throw dice into a bucket.
0: Right. And that uh, will... like,
1: like D4s, which right. provide, like, minor bonuses. And they can just pull those dice out whenever they want to provide bonuses. Uh, but, like, every time interval, like, 10 minutes that they're doing this, the GM gets to throw in a die of his own, which represents a complication.
0: Yeah, where he has his own pool over here that he can pull from mm-hmm. that means certain things. Uh-huh. And... Which means
1: basically, like complications in general is like things that go wrong mm-hmm. like your map was wrong like in this like the complication is like yeah the map says we take a left turn here that that will that that is walled off
0: or that trap you thought was a gas trap is now a pit trap uh-huh. like completely reversing expectations on them so that you still keep the encounter feeling new and interesting even though they the players have some pre-knowledge of what's probably yeah, going exactly. to happen down there so
1: it, it comes it, it it sort of like I said, because this is done done in the guise of the PCs doing research and reconnaissance and talking to people, this is it's very solid for them to have this information. Mm-hmm. Like because it, they've gone through the work in play, and it's it's a very novel design. Um, it's something I think we're going to try and implement in some form or fashion. Yeah, we're going to try in to subnet. We're um, still
0: we're almost there. We're almost we're there. We're
1: getting I there. Uh, yeah, I, I have some. I, I'm I've resolved to go back to the writing lines. Uh, this week. Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, so, to get some subnet writing done and some alacrity writing done. Good. So, that's gonna happen soon. Yay.
0: Um, um, and actually, on that note, and I'm glad you brought up the Dirty Dungeon, because you were, and, and because I've been doing so much research into Black Crusade, they have actually a similar system. It, huh. It's, delay. Well, they have something called the Compact System. This is to keep bad guy a group of bad guys on the same fucking rails and not huh. just killing each other. The combat System goes, you have... The GM goes, okay, guys, you're all here doing the thing. Okay, what's the main objective? Like, oh, we want to take over this world from the Imperium because they're assholes and we want to be the bigger assholes. Mm-hmm. Fine. Take over there. Okay. what for the bug guy. Players tell me, I'm, I, maybe I set up the objective. Maybe a, a higher up is like, I want you to take over this world for me. And then they, how they do it, how they fulfill it is up to the players to tell me. They go, I'll tell them, hey, give me six secondary objectives. How are you going to take over the world? That's your secondary objective. And every time you fulfill a secondary objective, the group will get some points. That they'll, that makes them slightly better as they get more infamy, which makes them more famous, and they get more corruption, which makes them more mystically powerful.
1: And I'm assuming this encourages them to work together, and mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. like you get negatives if you start killing each other. Uh, sort of thing.
0: The, the primary objective cannot be fulfilled unless... All of the secondary objectives are fulfilled. Period. Interesting. The entire compact can fail if the if any of the secondary objectives completely and utterly fail.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, but here's the twist: so the group comes up with all the secondary objectives. That's fine, Danny. Everyone knows what the score is. Then you get tertiary objectives, which tertiary objectives are almost like personal objectives the GM can give it to the player or the character or the character can come up with himself going, I think I heard something about some demon weapon on this planet. I'm going to go uncover it. That's my objective. Mm-hmm. Problem is you could be like, Oh, you want to uncover the demon. Well, I'm going to secretly give Joe over here. Um, there's also this demon weapon you heard about and you really want it too. Uh... And it doesn't matter. The secondary objectives, it all, they just need to succeed to get the uh, primary. The tertiary don't matter. They succeed or fail. That's fine. They get either bonuses or negatives for, for succeeding or not succeeding. And the whole point of that is to keep you know, you know these kind of <laughs> malcontents in one sort of... Uh, Eyes on the prize. Yes. And so just killing each other.
2: So what I'm seeing a lot now in uh, game design is apparently from what you're telling me now is a encounter design almost collaboratively created through the players working with the GM to design mm-hmm. their own mm-hmm. little adventure together. Which is, that is, that's new stuff. Like, that's new technology as far as I'm concerned. That is just not something, that's just not done. That's (laughs) not the way
1: we did this. It's not the way we did this in 1985. Get off my
2: fucking lawn.
1: My lawn. My lawn. No, no, come on my lawn. I like my lawn. Come on. My My lawn. Wait, get off my lawn. (laughs)
0: Yeah. I I got lemonade. It's fine. Everything's cool. Uh, no, but I would. I, the reason I also bring that up is I've been doing a lot of design for encounters for some of the Black Crusade games I'm running, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to do this, 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 and then they were like, well, I decided to throw a compact in there just to see how what it was the, it like, goes. and go, and they were like, well, we want to do this, and I'm like, okay, and that like started really changing what I was planning so that they they feel like you they are had
2: agency in the game. You gotta go where the players' noses mm-hmm. are pointing. If the yep. if the players voted. For the content, the players voted for the content. A, 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 a game that a friend of mine is running, like he had no intention of ending the game, mm-hmm. um, but the player momentum was just getting higher and higher. And higher. It was like a bunch of solar started rolling like 20 successes on a bunch of shit all at once all of a sudden. Yeah, things it's happen. Up like, oh, the game's, well, you guys pointed 85 successes out of problems, so we really are going to resolve this issue now, and that's kind of where the game ends. So, well, there you get go. ready for your cutscenes, kids. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, that just, and, and that what I like, suddenly.
0: what's actually cool, and this gets into a little bit of a, this is encounter design, is let's say you design something that you're like, oh, this would be really cool. But the players then, but they don't know about it. And, but then they encounter it and then they go left fucking field with it. Mm-hmm. They're just like, oh, sometimes they'll flatten your shit and you're yeah. just not even going to do Or they come it. up with an idea you never suspected, and you have to, you have to improv. But by getting them involved in the design prospect of what they're going to encounter, guess what? They probably won't throw you as – they won't throw it as often a curveball at you because you already knew what they were kind of going to go
2: for anyways. Right. Letting them set their own goals ahead of time is – that that's not new technology. Having player-driven goals like written on your sheet, what's your goal, what do you want? And uh, White Wolf does that a lot too now uh, with aspirations and mage and stuff Mm. like that. Letting them kind of vote for it. Oh yeah, uh, Legend of the Wulin. The Entanglement system. Yes, is a secondary form of experience that is literally just voting for story beats. Cool. With the amount you of do stuff e- with
0: the world, the world starts becoming part of your and story. I,
2: and I shit you not, a, a thing that was put on my sheet game two two years ago, finally just like came to fruition as like a thing that popped up in the story. And I was like, "Damn, damn, dude, you actually checked. Good job." Nice. Mm-hmm.
1: Yep. Um yeah, uh taking it back over to to uh LARP. Um uh another aspect of of encounter design and mo- and monster design and whatnot. Um I kind of t- touched on it earlier is it there's also like set dressing and, and spacing and and, and blocking. And it's Oof. like it's kind of like designing a little theatrical scene. Yep. Uh, it,
2: uh the best LARP content ever is that uh, you know that you ever mm-hmm. run into was probably talked about like a play yeah. before. Now, not in, in as much as, like, oh, well, these are your lines, you do the exactly this, like, you did no, that. No,
1: this is, this is the setup. Like, this is... Here's some big guidelines like, for you. Here's everyone. some big guidelines. This, this is what the PCs are going to walk into. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, they,
2: they visual... So, I mean, vi- something visually stunning is mm-hmm. actually... It does a really big part to, like, set things up. Mm. Uh, Fractured, for example, in the middle of a dusty, like, dusty shithole of a site called Red Top Mountain had our buddy brian who's you know he's a tall 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 man covered in glowing skulls from head to toe wearing platform shoes with a pair of led glowing swords wielded by another guy as well as his own swords spinning around him it was and he hero landed and it was scary as shit (laughs) because brian is taller than me on a good day like he's a he's much taller than me but I will say, when he was bearing down on me, and, all, and the other two swords were bearing down on me too, I'm not going to lie. I'm
1: a little pan shitty. Mm-hmm. It was a little <laughs>
2: scary. I didn't like it.
1: Uh, yeah, another fractured uh, encounter that springs to mind uh, is there was an encounter with the Hut Witch uh, that, Jesus. that Ryan was there. I don't. Think, um, Gordon. No, no, I never, no, I never. except
0: for one time through a mirror, did I ever encounter that son of a that well that bitch that, actually uh, Not that uh, son of a bitch that, cre- that bitch that creature. That, yes, that I,
2: I was the I was on the uh, receiving end of most of the terror on this <laughs> one. That, that was a that was a
0: giant no train. I was like, I know what that is. I'm walking yeah. this way. I'll let everyone else deal with this. Yeah, there,
1: it was an encounter that had been blocked out pretty pretty theatrically. Uh, wherein, uh, the PCs had had gone intending to go do a fight about a thing.
2: They brought me to fight because I fight, I'm a fighter. But then, then things, then things changed. Yeah,
1: things changed. (laughs) The things that they were fighting, uh, started to get their, their lunch eaten by some monsters. Uh, and then basically we, we dropped everyone. Everyone got, everyone got the, the beat down. Uh, everyone Everyone got, got, well, everyone got killed. Like we actually, we, we, we were, everyone was killing blow active on that one. Uh, and then I dressed up in my disgusting fucking outfit, uh, came back and brought everyone back to life. But they were still weak and powerless and could not do anything. Uh, and then then we had ourselves a little conversation. Yeah, remember that after, monologuing thing we talked yeah, about last episode?
2: After she, after he, very very well described uh, the the npc unhinging her jaw and consuming a manhole and to doug's credit he screamed so well
1: oh yeah he can scream good and
2: And because no one okay so because i was literally the only one who could see this like i was the one who could see all this happening everyone else was kind of blocked by tarping so it's like man i really gotta make sure people understand what the fuck is going on so my character who's very tough and is usually unflappable because he's ancient and terrible just started freaking the shit out yeah. of us it. like oh no oh
1: well, R- Ryan did me a huge solid on that uh like uh, just the way the we we did kind of plan it out so that like things would happen when not everyone could see it and we were going we were using a lot of like sound and and well, yeah like, you show don't, don't show see don't, it, tell. don't
0: yeah show don't tell and, uh,
1: and Ryan like uh, absolutely did me a solid by selling because, because his character could see it and what Ryan was actually seeing was me just like touching the dude on the shoulder and saying, consuming one, consuming two, consuming three. But
2: Doug making the terrible screaming noises and me understanding theoretically what's going yeah. on, like a person unhinging their jaw like a snake and eating a person whole, mm-hmm. that's nightmare fuel for anybody. So oh, I was yeah. just mm-hmm. really drew on that to just summon up my total horrified face. So for the
1: rest of, ev- for the rest of everybody, that was essentially perfect because the combination of sound... And Ryan's
2: reaction, seeing the scare, I am essentially the scariest dude in town in, ter- in a lot of ways in terms of fighty stuff, just freaking the living shit out about it and screaming for them to go get help. Yeah, he's yeah. an immortal demon monster. Yeah. yeah
0: that, that tells you, it's, like, it's not yeah. a person who's just really Billy that No, he's literally millions of years old and he's freaking the hell out. <laughs> yeah,
1: so I mean that was a very theatrically blocked thing. Uh, now they got they got the thing that they were there to do. Uh, like, excuse me. Uh, they didn't, We that wasn't just a role to fuck with them. They got, they got the, the, uh, intended objective.
2: Right, but subverting expectations is actually a really fun part of, like, oh, yeah, absolutely. encounter design.
1: Uh, uh th- it, it started off as a, as a fun little combat encounter and then turned into a, uh, into a, into a nightmare. A mm-hmm. shit
0: show in many ways. In many yeah, ways. And, and that's ultimately... No matter how you're designing it, and we haven't gotten to specific mechanics because we're trying to be very general, and there's no reason we can cover one system for an encounter. Also, design. that would be
1: really boring. Yeah. Like, I don't want I don't want to sit on this uh, this podcast and talk about like like specific mechanics I really don't whatnot. want to talk
2: about which damage type
1: yeah yeah
0: it's <laughs> but the idea of of being able to again what are you trying to get across that obviously the witch uh, the hut witch encounter was very effective and you wanted to be have that ex- exact same effect on the PCs and you as the GM was like this is going to be fun this mm-hmm. is going to be entertaining for me because that's well the, that's that's a little bit of what encounter design is too is is the fun that you can the creativity you can bring to bear.
1: I mean, that's the thing about the hut which is I very seldom I never I never wielded a weapon with that character. Uh, I maybe had a handful of packets with that character. Uh, but through theatrical elements, uh, no one ever had the stupid idea to try and attack her mm-hmm. uh, because because of, of encounters like the one we described, it was made clear. That this is above your fucking pay grade. Also,
0: she, you were gross, and you were gross, but, but because but you were so gross, you were help, funny.
2: Gross and also generally helpful, weirdly <laughs> enough, technically on our side. If you were yeah, willing to is, shovel that shit. If you were willing to deal with her bullshit, she was on your side. Oh, yeah, pretty much. It would be verbally abusive, but the help was really good. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> but, uh, there, was,
1: mean, there was one where I held, basically held court, uh, and it was about 40 minutes of me just saying the most hateful, vile things. Uh, But, damn, they got a lot out of that encounter. We
2: really did get a lot out of... Now, the thing is, like, it's actually hard to be that evocative in a tabletop setting, I feel. It's very hard to... Now, I will say, you can do it, like, through very good description, putting some shit on the line, like... Doing voices. Doing voices, having NPCs people care about be in peril, but there's just... It's just really, really hard to invoke emotions at at the table. I will say that I did have one of those moments in Mage recently where someone... Where uh, our friend, Zach Arkin, described... A person being killed ritualistically in a way that was upsetting, just holy, just mm. be- basically being turned into a mannequin and then being turned into dust. Oh, and, yeah, right? And he did it in real exacting detail. It was great.
1: Now, this is an option that's not generally available to people, but, but in our social circles, another technique that you can use is you can have Michael Goodwin come in and play an NPC for you. Uh, that, that'll really suck. <laughs> well, well, if, if you can get a Michael Goodwin. Uh, <laughs> I see, I strongly well, go would... find your Michael Goodwin, whatever
0: that Michael Goodwin may be. How many more times can we fit Michael Goodwin into this conversation?
1: <laughs> I know I've used that technique a few times. Matthew's used that technique a yes, few times. Yes, yes, yes. It's really useful if you can get your hands on it. Hold on. Michael Goodwin. Yeah.
2: I mean, if you want to use him as an archetypal guy who's really good at terrifying NPCs, that's good, you know. Well, it's it's a very it's very smart, very
0: creative person that everyone really because of his status yeah. can can really Bring something. He intimidates people naturally, and so that, that sort of bust some barriers. Mm-hmm. That that normal like I'm a Billy badass. No one can but oh, it's that guy. Shit.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, but also you know, just bringing in guests from just, time to time, yeah. like oh, someone well, to-
2: unexpected elements that you're not used. Uh, yeah, to. Yeah, being a guest, having a guest NPC person, NPC do play an NPC, or in in the case of in, if you have a antagonist that's been rolling around mm-hmm. a lot and just they've met this guy before, mm-hmm. and they know what he's capable of. That is enough to like make someone's you know have ice shits and yeah. like it's like oh no that's but not it's a also guy. Uh,
0: but also it could be an ally too it could be a, an encounter can be a very good like positive reinforcing thing because it could fulfill something that that character is all about or a help a helpful ally is there that is played by someone that you're not expecting. And you don't be really good. I mean, uh, so it, when it, I guess to sum up because we are getting close to time is that um, figure out what you want. And then work backwards of, like, basically what's the end goal and work backwards of how do you achieve that goal. And uh, listen to your players. Listen to what they do, either just by look at the character sheet, look at what they're telling you, or use a mechanic that lets you incorporate their opinion into the actual
2: encounter. I mean, I think that has been kind of the major takeaway yeah. like that we've kind of focused on the most, is that like play, some, it's okay to let your players be involved mm-hmm. in the world and encounter building, in fact, it takes so much work off your shoulders. Oh yeah, uh, but
3: and also,
1: uh, don't be afraid to subvert expectations. Yes, don't be afraid to pull the world, pull the rug out from under their feet, uh, and and uh, and put them in a situation that they may not might not have been expecting. Mm. Uh, or because... in
2: LARP, make the jumping stones hurt you, and you just have to walk by them.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> that happened. That uh, well, also, uh, but also, please remember,
0: your every game is different. Some games, like Call Cthulhu. Your players may not... You may not want them to have well, input because... No, no one's
2: playing Call of Cthulhu, though, who's like, I want to say in what yogg safe is doing. No, no, like, it's... Like, no, that's, yeah. The part of
0: it is the mystery, like, not knowing, well, like,
2: yeah, even at a play. Of, there are games where, like, mystery and discovery mm-hmm. and no and learning too much being dangerous is that's the game you're playing. Like, obviously, maybe the game of, There are ways to, like... At that point, it's listen to your players. Like, yes. don't let them necessarily put design in, but if they're, someone's really aching do a thing or i mean you've look at their character sheet you've had to ask, maybe you should discuss your backstory like that's always good including stuff in backstories is always a good that's great fodder for encounters mm-hmm. well. oh, because, yeah. you know instant investment
0: but i think this has been a very fun and productive conversation about encounter design overall so i want to thank you guys for doing this with me um as always if you've got feedback you got things to say to us please go to polyhedron at gmail.com that is where you can get all the feedback Um, we're on iTunes, Stitcher, all that fun place. Please go give us a five-star review. Make us go out there. um, Grow, because we want the audience to grow. Also, if you're really liking it and you really want to support us, um, go over and become one of our bosses. Go to patreon.com slash polyhedron, and there you will be able to give us money. Because Matt
2: certainly isn't my supervisor. Mm -mm. You're not my supervisor. I'm I'm more of a
0: kitten wrangler, cat herder. Meow. Yeah, exactly. I I knew you had whiskers.
1: Hmm. No, I haven't shared I have days. two cats, I
0: love cats. Um, but any last words, guys?
1: Um Did you see that ludicrous display last night? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> see that option, Lizzie. I was trying to walk we're, it in. Yeah, uh,
0: we're we're it's the we're recording the day after the Super Bowl and I didn't watch the Super Bowl but I heard it from everyone else. People's reactions were pretty funny. Yeah, I, and I don't care about sports oh,
1: ball. Oh, the, the, one, there were so many sad people. Like, in superb the, the Superb owl. The superb owl. Oh, the the
2: superb owl was, like, was was not so superb this year. <laughs> we did, we did uh, not.
1: We did not. Well, actually, from what I heard, it was a really good game. Yes, it was. But it was quite superb, but not in. We
0: didn't didn't win. We didn't win. But the problem is the reason people are upset is because we were very, very close to winning handedly. And then they pull, the Patriots pulled it out in the last fucking quarter. In overtime. No, in overtime. No,
1: well, no. What happened? Like, the Falcons took the first half of the game. Halftime occurred. The Patriots got their shit up and the Falcons, they tried to walk it in like Arsenal. uh,
0: Uh, I told someone, actually I told somebody about that. I was like, never, yeah, they're up the first quarter, the first, uh, first half. Don't count the other
2: team out yet, because there's still another and half of the t- game.
1: They tied it up, and they brought it into... Uh, everyone, knows, everyone knows. What, everyone yeah. knows what
2: happened. I think, uh best Twitter joke, I haven't seen this much Patriot slaughter since the 1700s. <laughs> Whoa. That was before the halftime. No? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> uh, I think on that note, um,
0: go where your fun is, guys. Go roll some dice.